Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Well, no no pops right now. Uh, we're efforting getting him back. I mean, we are the V-Show, but even we don't usually take 15-minute commercial breaks um, or however long that was. Um, that's a little obscene even for us. So uh, it just was what it was. Um, we gave our advertisers some extra love. Hopefully they enjoyed that. But, yeah, just having some major connection issues, unfortunately. Um, and we're a little understaffed today. So, um, yeah, we just uh, had to go to commercial break there and tap dance. I'm going to do a little Gregory Hines. We're going to work on trying to get him um, reconnected. But if not, it's going to be myself, Tanner Bertomesso, and the fabulous one, Phil Baker, um, jumping in and talking a little sports with you um, as I'm texting Pops a uh, troubleshooting um, number for him. Talk to him. Uh, we were talking about the great demigod of mild inconvenience in the uh, first hour, and I believe he has reared his uh, head because that's just uh, kind of what we got working um, today. Uh, still, there's other other sports, other topics du jour. Uh, we're going to effort Paul B. and Cardi here um, probably in the 2 o'clock hour, um, and we'll see if we can get him on. Can we do 2 p.m. as I message Paulie B.? Um, Neil Knuckles Greenberg of the Washington Post will join us at 140. We still have that lined up. Um, 437-9680-UPS-JOBS text line if you want to be part of the show. This texter just came in. What never gets mentioned when speaking of, quote, the most watched telecast ever is the numbers refer to the most watched U.S. telecast ever. The World Cup final regularly draws a worldwide audience of over 1 billion viewers. The 2023 World Cup drew nearly 1.5 billion. Some perspective is in order, and claiming that Super Bowl th- uh, 58 was the most watched telecast ever is extremely provincial. Agree with that. Um, I do think it's um, interesting to see exactly if that's a cumulative number of people watching the entire World Cup uh, throughout, or if that's just the final. And yeah, those numbers are going to be on de- all kinds of different. National, uh, you know, international networks, Sky Sports in Britain, TSN in Canada, ESPN here, Al Jazeera in the Middle East. So I think, um, yeah, you kind of have to add all those together. I wonder if that's where they're getting that number. I think the proper way to say it is just that it was the most on any single network, CBS. 
So I guess like, yeah, you're going to have to add some caveats to that. It's a good point the texter brings up, but um, I do think that it's in terms of just the most, maybe it's the most watched sporting event on a single network because certainly 1.5 billion. Yeah, that sounds about right. The, I mean, soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Football is the biggest sport in the world. Um, but there's not 1.5 billion people tuning into Sky Sports in Britain. It's uh, it's you know divvied up. So I think maybe they're just referring to the most um, people on a single telecast. I'm not sure. The fabulous one, Phil Baker, joins me in studio. Phil, I, enjoy, I appreciate you. Phil in space. Phil in space, baby. I had Bob's, a feeling. Uh, interjected in. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. By the way, these headphones sound immaculate. Whatever you guys did, like I really? couldn't hear anything uh, the last couple shows I've been on, so I appreciate whoever fixed that, or maybe if your knee hit something. Yeah, but well, I don't know. Yeah, pops or something up. Else. It, it, it was funny and sad all rolled into one as you were talking about everything from the Super Bowl. Uh, on Sunday, Pops left his car here so he came into the show because his car was in the garage here right right and it warmed my heart just because your dad couldn't see zach and zach was just so eager to talk about the super bowl right and as right after we were beginning to shift on the uh, Louisville georgia tech game just and we were going to talk about the Super Bowl finally and the meteorologist uh, zach is powering up back there literally just ready to go and pop just comes in and just like Gives his take on just everything. Fire, just fire, and, and, and I just see Zach just kind of jumping up and down. It's like, yeah, yeah. But like, obviously, he's not going to interrupt. You know, Bobby V. But it was great, and it warmed my heart just to so see. So Pops is just firing off basketball. Oh takes yeah, and, and he doesn't have headphones, so he can't hear Curran either. So I'm regurgitating what Curran is saying. To it's like a, a newborn uh, baby bird, and I, I'm giving it to Bob. <laughs> Bob's giving it back to me to give to Kurt, and vice versa. And Zach's just back there, just like a, just a, chomping a, at the bit. I mean, to just it. ready to talk about you know what color bath uh, Andy Reid's gonna take from the Gatorade. <laughs> like that's that was my Sunday. Purple didn't see purple. Yeah, didn't see purple coming either. I should are, I should have bet that because I always like to bet that one because that's always my well, everything's all tied rush. So maybe. this is the the beauty and the curse of legalized sports gambling in our wonderful state of Kentucky and Southern Indiana listenership too as well uh you don't get a lot of these through the legal things you got to go through the kind of the super secret shady uh sites that you maybe have through cryptocurrency and stuff allegedly now i don't have to worry about that anymore but in order to make those said bets you had to go that route for that but yes that that was my sunday of super bowl morning was seeing zacky c just so he was like a kid <laughs> in, on christmas just ready to open the biggest shiniest gift ever and then your dad who just it can't see because he's standing right here Right. Has no idea. Has that no Zach idea that Zach is is, is ready to weigh in, like and he doesn't have headphones. So even if Zach says something, you would have to again do do the current regurgitation. Yeah, I, I literally said to him, Zach, I said, if you want to do like a Super Bowl podcast, man, like go do one for twenty. Just get all your thoughts out. Oh yeah, just, it, I was like, be we'll great put it out. That, yeah. and, and then he's just like, no, I want to go to a Super Bowl party, and then he ended up at Magbar. So that was my Sunday <laughs> of Super. Bowl. Is that where he wound up? Yeah, he, he, he wound it up there. He was telling Streetbullet about uh, and I about that yesterday. It was pretty humorous. He went to Magbar. Yeah. And, not, and not a Super Bowl party. Oh, they had a Super Bowl party. Oh, okay. At I was going to say. I was like, because uh, Zachy C's got got his boys. I'm surprised that he didn't. Are his boys not in town? I think they're. Fr- well, I mean, I think he's made friends here. Boy. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Zachy C's a great dude. Like, I'm not. I'm well, not saying he doesn't, doesn't have any friends. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I, I like. Okay, Patty Ice had his posse, half of which were in Indy, half of I which think were here. A lot of his buddies are up in Ohio still. Okay, I don't know if like because he said know, they're coming down in posse, the weeks to come. 
you know, I don't know if the, like that they're they're in the five oh two, the majority of them. You know what I'm saying? Like like a, you know, Patty Patty when he had the full bro dude contingent, it was fifty percent indie, fifty percent Louisville. But he had enough of a contingent here to get into some trouble. You know, so yeah. I wasn't sure if if, if Zachy C's own, gang. I think this was his old crew that were uh, down there. So, look, I mean, yeah, that that was kind of uh, the the Sunday that was. It sounds like yeah, he had a good time there because the Sunday morning he was telling us that he didn't want to like you know he wants to go to a party. He doesn't care about you know your significant others or girlfriend's promotion at work and things like that. He just cares about the game. It was right. like, so you went the mag bar? Well, like. I, but he said they had the speakers up, but he said it was a great time. So I was like, well, I stand corrected. I haven't watched it outside of a, a house setting right. as long as I can remember. I don't think I've ever actually watched the Super Bowl at a public spot. I'm trying. I'm racking my brain trying to think if I – I mean, I've seen like Louisville basketball plenty of times out, out in public. But I want to um, say I watched the Pats and Carolina Panthers. So was that Jake DeLome and uh, you know Brady, whatever year that yeah, was, wow. at the Tilted Kilt. Oh wow! <laughs> it was probably like the first quarter. Like, yeah, we're watching this home. Yeah, at home. So yeah, there's that. Boy, the tilted kill. What a what a callback. Yeah, that, yeah, that was boy. back when I was turned in college. boys into men right over there. Absolutely. So maybe I'm getting the years mixed up on that, but I uh, know it was it was fun nonetheless. So uh, yeah. So did you have a good Super Bowl? I heard you and Pops talking about it the other day because this, this has been a blur. Every my entire last couple of days have been a blur of just you know kids' birthday parties, a diaper party for my buddy while watching the Super Bowl. Got another one on the uh, way. Yeah, next week. So it, it's it's Not it's quick. been a blur. Yes, uh, yeah. Hopefully. Uh, but where did you take in the game? And I, I feel like you've told me this, but well, I can't I, tell if I'm having terrible deja vu. No, right. no, it's okay. I, I swung by um, my my buddy um, at uh, well Rummage. I swung by Rummage's. Um, he was uh, hosting a MCing. A um, watch party over at B Dub's Middletown, so I swung by, said, uh, said hi to Rummage, um, said hi to the nice staff over there, great, great staff over there. Had this pineapple, this like Ace pineapple cider. Okay, that was the recommendation of one Steve Rummage, and it was delicious. Okay, so I had had a pint, said hello, um, and then we uh, we went on our merry way. And my buddy, um, Chef Nick Miller. Um, that I've worked with New over girl. at the yeah right that I worked with over at um, the Black Rabbit was hosting a little get together. There was only about eight of us over there, and so we went over to um, him and his lovely girlfriend Elena's apartment. And uh, he's a chef, so the food was immaculate. Um, had these delicious sliders he cooked, um, nice chips, nice nachos. It was good. It was a good spread. Good spread for food. Um, not super noisy. I've been to noisier Super Bowl parties. Um, not quiet either. Um, so I missed, I would say, probably about 30 to 40% of the Super Bowl commercials and but I feel like game included. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. like I, I feel like they're, they're so good at posting everything immediately, yeah. like on Twitter or YouTube. Like with the Deadpool thing, Like I didn't want to see that trailer unless I could be completely... You know, in the moment of that, able to soak it all in with that. So that that's been something where it's like you see it. I just kind of like turn around, talk to some of the friends. Like I have in the back of my mind, I don't need to be first to see this. You know what I mean? Like with some yeah. of those. But like with the Usher stuff, you're just kind of like, okay, I got to see this because I know everyone's got to react. Well, to that. like the girls that were at the party were very interested in seeing I ju- they Justin were. Bieber show up. Oh yeah, like, no, like did you they, see what he had to say? I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. Just Boy, basically, you and me both, uh, Justin, uh, you and Strebel both, I should say, weren't feeling uh, the. Halftime show, Biebs. 
Uh, well, well, that's the thing. Like, I put it in the group chat. By the way, I'm the, the biggest idiot in the world, and people that regularly listen to the programming go, yeah, you're, you're just now saying that. But I'm an idiot for not knowing how NFL squares, Super Bowl squares work. I paid to play in it, and I didn't pick my square because the last time I did something like that at the restaurant, it was picked for me. So I just assumed it was an automatic thing. And I'll be honest, I've played Super Bowl squares – 10 times, I still don't really know the rules. You just, like, well, it's, it's I know it has something to do automa- with the ending score. Right. So a lot of times it could go from quarters, but to your, in your defense, like what Drew sent, you had to sign up for it and everything. I went through the whole you know, signing up for it, and then I saw squares that were open on there. Right. A lot of times they're just, it's just random and assigns to you, like it's just a randomizer. Like that, it just it says, hey, zero and, and seven. Are right. the numbers that like you got stuck with, and it should be each quarter. But yeah, yeah, that that was pretty humorous. That oh you yeah, no, these. in the group chat, yeah, I was getting it from everybody in the group chat. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, well, I I, I passed it to my girlfriend because I was driving. I was like, hey, just finish logging in for me. Boy, you're Rick so, Pitino in it right now. You're just oh, taking yeah, so, responsibility. I'm, for I'm absolutely, <laughs> I'm totally shirking responsibility. It was not my fault. Uh, I just hired bad people um, for sure. But um, what was the general consensus in the group chat of the? the halftime show because pop said that he gave it like a six and a half but he said that's not really my demographic he like music so in terms of like his actual enjoyment of the songs like he was like i didn't really know any of the songs i knew alicia keys a little bit but i didn't know who the other people were and then he said but like in terms of actual production and performance he said like an eight so I like so I, that's sort of I yeah. think where I, where my score was. If you average those two, I gave it a seven and a half. I thought it was I, fine. I, I think that's good. Like Strebel just dunked on it and said it was terrible. I'm like the guy was performing on roller skates. Like that's like, what I'm saying. Like, like come like, on, like you got to get some credit. Middle school me, like everyone loves the yad everything, but I mean Usher had some jams. Yeah, you from, forget like, how many. He yeah, had. it's like you remind me when he spells out his name: U S H E R R A Y M O N D. Now, baby, tell me what you're gonna do with me. Like I mean, Usher <laughs> has some bangers on there, and like Burn Confessions, and Alicia Keys came out there. Like he he's got some good stuff. Was it? One of my favorites is like Prince and, and like even with like Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre just for the nostalgia standpoint of that. Yeah. But there's been some really good ones. Was it the best? Rihanna last year was incredible, too. Right? Rihanna I mean, was that, great. Yeah. So, um, you know, it wasn't the best. I thought I, I with you on the spectacle itself being in Las Vegas. I thought the entertainment capital of the world. I thought maybe it would be a little bit more yeah for, it was still really good like, right, i'm not right. i'm not streetable on this i just thought it would be more because you're in vegas yeah there'd be a lot more i pizzazz. mean you could you could argue that there's there more theatrics during a golden knights intro right then and, and not not saying that there weren't theatrics but i know what you're saying there wasn't a lot of pomp and there were people being thrown in the air and pole dancers though i will say that in roller skating so I, I, I don't know say, how much more we could uh, i know, you know but we there, could get. there weren't theatrics in the sense of like pyros and lights and like i remember do you remember the one that i think was one of the worst super bowl halftime performances but the black eyed peas when, when they had yes. theirs they still had a lot of lights and like the people out there like they did the cool effect with the people doing the wave and everything like that you know with the uh, with the reflective panels and everything if i remember correctly so there wasn't like Something like that, but there were 
roller skating people and people getting catapulted 20 feet into the air so uh yeah there was there were theatrics i guess the, their goal is they go you know to the mo- the broadest base that they can with that like that's boy if you would have told me i talked about this through streetball the other day like seeing little john there and, and even ludicrous to a certain extent right they, and jermaine dupree who i thought was CeeLo Green, that's yeah, like and that I, that that warmed my heart i where, feel like oh. enough white people came out and looked at all each other and were just like we thought it was CeeLo. We thought it was CeeLo. My, like, my girlfriend thought Will I Am was Kanye, and I was like, No, 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 no. The NFL is not that. A little dumb. too much anti-Semitism. Yeah, just a, just a scotch. Uh, James Black texted in the personal bad photo said, "I have it at a six, and I like Usher. I thought he tried to work too many songs, and that's the problem. Like you forget how many songs Usher has like throughout the years on that. But to to your point." If you would have told me, and this is JCPS middle school Phil, even freshman year high school Phil, where Little John would be performing at a halftime show. Like, if a subwoofer in a rattling trunk, and you heard Little John, like, the early years before he got a little, you know, mainstream, right? a fight was happening. Like, like I, I'm just telling you right there. And there's people on the ba- there's people on the the, the text line, the UPS job text line four three seven nine six eighty. That'll back me up on that. Like to see the ascension of Little John. Just now he's doing like meditation stuff. Like yeah, he's, seriously. And, and and Ludacris, even his album. I kind of wish he would have said, I wish he would have given me on the 50-yard line of Allegiant Stadium. But it doesn't have the same <laughs> jingle as the Georgia Dome. Uh, that would have been rich, too. But, again, somebody who's gone a little bit more mainstream, like with right. the Fast and Furious movies. So, I was going to say, when was the last time he did anything really musical? Uh, it's been a while. I mean, like, he, he's, you know, I'm when sure he's getting royalties. Baby with Justin Bieber. Yeah, that but that, that, that was... Hard. Yeah, no, that did, but that was I mean, but that's 10 still, years ago. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. way more mainstream than, you know, Southern hospitality. And yeah. what's your favorite? Chicken and beer, yeah. Yeah, like, right. that, those... But, so to see these guys, like, and they're such, that's kind of cool. See, even Jermaine Dupree, who I know looked like he's dressed like Wednesday Adams uh, <laughs> from the Adams family. But to see his ascension, too, just even, just give it a shout out. I thought, okay, this is interesting. It wasn't the best one. It wasn't the worst one. It, it was fine. But I thought it would be more possessed because it was in Vegas. Yeah, I agree. I, I, that's that's a good assessment. I do think there were too many songs worked in. That's what James bit. said yeah, too. Like, but like he that's, has that's a, a fair criticism. Rolodex. He does, but I I, I kind of I feel like you know you could have maybe spent instead of doing like how many songs did he do like seven? I mean, it was a thirteen minute. Yeah, it was about a thirteen and a half minute performance. So I mean, yeah, that's, and like that's... ninety seconds of that was her just blaring away on a guitar, like. Did you, you know. see how much he was sweating? He probably needed a break. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. And he had to get the costume changing. I'm not hating on him for taking the break. I'm just saying that when you fa- you said 13 minutes, it was really about 11 minutes, probably about 10 minutes, and he, sc- he crammed in six songs in 10 minutes. It's less than two minutes a song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like maybe four would have been... Five maybe would have been like the operative numbers. What was his opening song too? Oh, was it "You Remind Me"? Was that what it was? All right, let me see. No, let me get this right. I didn't know because me. I've only watched it one time in a setting that was with a lot of people, so I thought I faintly heard. Hold on, opening. We were trying to figure out what the first song was going to be, and I thought it was going to be "OMG," and then like it started playing, and everyone was like, "Wait, caught up? What was caught up? Caught up? Classic? Yeah, gotcha." Yeah, so, okay, God, thank God for entertainment tonight. So there's others like this out there. So, or no, it was, was it my way? It was my way. I thought I heard my way, so my way faintly, and then it goes into caught up. You you don't have to call superstar love in this club. If I ain't got you, my boo, Alicia Keys, confessions, nice and slow. You got it bad, bad girl, OMG. 
Turn down for what? Get low. Good old little John. Boy, we are. Uh, our, that, your that, was, that was how up. many songs? Apparently, according to Entertainment Tonight. That's like, you know, he did like less than a minute a song then. Like, yeah, too many songs. Like, great, great catalog. But this is why Limited Apple Music, it. this is why you probably do it for free. And so you get the streaming bump on Apple Music in order to get that. So there you go. By the way, uh, Big Easy, Zach McWright, his little pick on uh, V Show on Friday hit. Yeah. I, I told you about my FOMO. What, what did he have? Under for Christian McCaffrey, 69 and a half yards, and yeah. over on Nick Bosa tackles at one and a half. It's like, you know, when I hear something, you know me. I, I have FOMO when it comes to gambling. Oh, like, yeah, I'm 100%. Terrified 100%. Of, of missing out. So uh, that's, um, that's where we are with that. Well, we'll take a bottom of the hour break. We'll get our man Neil Knuckles Greenberg on, uh, talk a little, put a bowl on the Super Bowl in the NFL. And uh, pick his brain about some other stuff as well. He's the C3PO of sports. He's Neil Knuckles Greenberg at N Greenberg on Twitter. We'll chat with him on the other side. It's the B Show on a Tuesday, ESPN 680-1057. Be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680. Our man, Neil Knuckles Greenberg, at N Greenberg on Twitter, joining us right now from the Washington Post. Neil, how are you, my friend? Did you enjoy the Super Bowl? I did. Um, I had some 49ers futures that I sacrificed for Taylor Swift's happiness, so I feel good about that, I guess. did you think uh, we actually played a game at the Super Bowl party I was at? We we were playing, you know, Super Bowl bingo and everything, but we also uh, took a bet on how many times she would show up on screen, um, and I won. I said twenty, and it was twenty-one. So uh, I was the uh, the closest winner. I, I I left with a little trophy, Neil. None of my Super Bowl bets pit hit, but uh, I got to leave with a trophy. So, um, are you proud of me? Yeah, I mean that's that's a great guess. I would have guessed, you know, I wasn't. I would have probably guessed a little bit more, but um, she wasn't on for that long per appearance then, because she was on for less than a minute. Oh yeah, no, no, it was just it was just a couple of seconds. But I knew that uh, I was really banking if the Chiefs won, then we were going to get a whole lot of Taylor and Travis Kelsey, um, and the Kelsey you know fam- family and everybody, the Kelsey clan after um, after the game. And sure enough, like seven of the appearances happened during that. So uh, I rallied. I won a trophy, and I was very happy. But um, how did you uh, you do with uh, your, your overall gam- gambling picks for uh, the Super Bowl? Oh, I did great. I hit uh, field goal over 55-plus yards, knowing that it would be a dome, and also the elevation plays a role. Huh. Um, so I, I was very happy with that. Um, I hit the under. Um, no thanks to overtime, but um, I hit the under as well. Um, and I had a couple of other uh, just little bets here and there. But overall, I mean, it was a very profitable playoffs for me. Um, I think I went like 13-2 and two in my published picks. And, um, you know, the NFL season as a whole was really good. So uh, I can't complain. Well, that's our man, Neil Knuckles Greenberg. That's why people should tune in every Tuesday uh, around 1.40 as we get uh, the C-3PO of sports. Um, to join us um, from the Washington Post. Neil, uh, talking a little bit about the game itself, um, I, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll ask it in a very sports uh, radio-esque uh, question, um, but who is to blame the most for 
uh, the 49ers losing? Is it Kyle Shanahan not having his players aware of the, uh, the, the Super Bowl overtime rules? Is it Brock Purdy not capitalizing enough on third down? If you have to point a finger, like I said, we're doing the sports, sports radio style uh, with an overreaction, who do you point to on the Niners' sideline? Um, I, I honestly think a lot of it was just bad luck. I mean, you know, they couldn't recover any of the fumbles. Um, they, like you said, they just, it just seemed like everything didn't go their way even a little bit, right? I mean, right. um, you know, Kansas City had five fumbles, only lost one. Um, you know, their drives to start were, were not good. Um, you know, they punted a couple times, they fumbled, they had an interception. Um, and the point I just couldn't capitalize on any of those things. Um, I don't think I think Shanahan's getting he's getting a little bit uh, too much criticism for for his choice in overtime. Um, you know the players not knowing the rules. I mean, you know the coaches should know the rules, and and everyone else will figure it out from there. Um, but I just think it was it was just some some bad luck from on the 49ers side, and um, you know they just they didn't have a knockout punch, right? I mean, like I said the. The Chiefs start to the game. If you would have told me the Chiefs were going to have, um, what was it, three punts and a fumble in the first half um, and only end up with, what, three points, I would have thought for sure it would have been a 49ers route. Um, right. But they just didn't really have an answer for, for Kansas City in the second half. Of the two teams that played this year, who most likely makes it back to the Super Bowl next year? Um, probably Kansas City because I think a lot of their their issues were are fixable. I think the the defense played really well for Kansas City this right. year. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has a future in the NFL. Um, I think the biggest thing holding Kansas City back this year was the drop passes. Um, you know, there were a lot of drop passes over the course of the season. You know, from from receivers not named Kelsey, um, and I and I just think that that's you know, that's correctable. You know, Rasheed Rice um, had a huge year. Um, you know, Justin Watson was solid. I mean, there's, there's a lot of decent receivers. Um, I just think if they, if they caught some of the balls that were dropped, we, we're probably not talking about this Chiefs team as an underdog. I think that, um, you know, they're, they're, they're solid. And, and there's really no reason to think that they, that they can't make it back. Um, you know, the 49ers... I don't know. Kyle Shanahan, his seat is not as hot as I thought it would be. I know that he's he's done very well with the 49ers and and they've had a lot of success, but um, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, you know, this is I wonder how much leeway he gets um, you know, having, you know, some of these debacles in the big game at this point. For 2025 Super Bowl odds, I jumped on this immediately as soon as I saw it. The Kansas City Chiefs were a plus 750. The 49ers are now a plus 500. Kansas City's come down to uh, plus 650. The Ravens plus 900. Uh, who do you like there as your very early prediction? Am I, am I crazy to think we're witnessing the Michael Jordan effect uh, for the NFL with Patrick Mahomes? No, I mean, it's, it's again, I mean, it, this was the most challenging season for them. And, you know, they still ended up making, you know, a, another Super Bowl run and, and winning it all. Um, I think of the choices that are up there now, um, 
Baltimore is probably very attractive at plus, what did you say, 900? Plus 900, yes. Yeah. Um, and also, what's Buffalo? I think uh, Buffalo. Plus 1,200 right now. Yeah, Buffalo is another one that I think um, I'd be very interested in. And I, I'm, I am probably going to be a big buyer of Houston next year. I think that they're certainly one of the teams on the upswing. Um, I think Houston is probably going to be like, what, plus 2500, plus 2200. Um, there's certainly a team that I yeah, that plus twenty five hundred is what I'm next, seeing. Yeah, next season. Neil Knuckles Greenberg of the Washington Post joining us now. All right, so it's another very sports radioy uh, topic. I've been seeing it bantered around on all of the uh, the news networks. But where with three Super Bowls, where is Patrick Mahomes on the all time list, and what do you think his ceiling will be? Well, he's. I mean, I wrote about this like a week or so ago. He's certainly in the in the in the conversation for for greatest quarterback of all time, um, and not because of the Super Bowls, just because of his overall performance. I think, you know, obviously the benchmark is for most people is Tom Brady. Right. The, the thing about Brady is, you know, you can look at greatness two different ways, right? Like you can look at greatness over a career, which obviously Brady has. But also peak, which obviously Brady has, and and you know the thing about Brady is he was also very good in towards the end of his career. Right, the second half of his career was also you know a Hall of Fame type performance in of itself. So I think what we're seeing right now with Mahomes is he's certainly off in the right direction. I mean, he's he's certainly. You know, you look at his resume as of now, um, as a 28-year-old, you know, uh, what, six seasons in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's as impressive as, as any that you're going to find. Um, but I do think that he's got to be, you know, very productive into his late 30s, like um, like Tom Brady was, in order to, to really solidify himself in that conversation. And... You know, look, for better or for worse, I don't agree with this at all, but they're also going to compare, you know, how many Super Bowl rings he has to Brady and to some of the other greats. So, um, but as of right now, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see how you have a conversation and, and not talk about him in that conversation. Neil Knuckles Greenberg of the Washington Post joining us now. I mean, we do talk a lot of sports gambling. You talked a little bit about some Super Bowl uh, future bets, but are there any off-season um, or maybe with the NFL draft, are there any uh, other future uh, NFL bets that you like right now? Yeah, I was looking at the the futures market. Um, they they already have some regular season win totals for the Chiefs and and the Forty ers Chiefs are at ten and a half. It's it's very juiced to the over, and then San Francisco is eleven and a half, very juiced to the under. Um, I I think there's some value in the winner. From the AFC West, I think you can get like plus five fifty. Oh wow! Um, and you're obviously you're getting the Kansas City Chiefs, but you're getting some some other teams as well. Um, and that's just based on how they have the market priced. I think that that's probably a little light considering where they have everything else. Um, but it's a little bit too early. I, I think after the draft is where we're going to have to um, have to really look and see, you know, who improves from the draft. And then what they need that's left, and how does the free agency market look at that? Um, I will say I am interested in looking at the Washington futures, not because I'm I'm in that market, um, but because there's so much uncertainty around this team. Um, I think the like the 
the the ends of the spectrum, right? Whether that's over ten wins or under four wins, um, could be pretty lucrative. Only because we have no idea how good or ungood they're going to be. Right. Just like we did with Green Bay, right? With Jordan Love, like no one knew how good or ungood Jordan Love was going to be. Turned out being pretty good. Almost cashed the the ten ten wins or over ticket that I that I had in my in my portfolio. Um, what so odds did you I'm get? Looking. What odds did you get for that? I don't. Know, I think it was like plus. It might have been like plus nine hundred. Wow, um, nice. It was a uh, it was a big number because at the time people were pretty pretty bearish on them. But um, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm waiting to see if those numbers when if those numbers come out, and then I'll be betting what they call the tails, the 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 extreme ends of the spectrum on on Washington for sure. Neil Knuckles Greenberg of the Washington Post joining us at N Greenberg on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, as we bid adieu to the NFL season, uh, we turn our attention to the, uh, the the second half of the NHL and NBA. Uh, is there any uh, action in those two leagues that you're liking right now? No, I typically stay away from basketball <clears throat> only because the lineups are so volatile. Right. Um, it's hard it's hard for me to to have a full-time job and also keep track of of all the ins and outs of of basketball lineups um you know for hockey it's good to see you know ovechkin scoring some goals maybe getting back in the in the chase for gretzky yeah um you know it's also a little bit bit early there but you know rangers obviously are are looking good boston looks very good um and vancouver um, Edmonton had a nice little streak going. Um, you know, it just feels like there's a lot of parity in in hockey right now. Um, but again, I mean, you know, to bet that you you really just need to look at you know who the goaltenders are and and um, not so much like what the actual statistics are, but you know what do you expect them to be? Because hockey, very fluky sport. I mean. I know some people disagree with this, but the math bears it out. You know, scoring a goal in hockey is about seventy percent luck and only thirty percent skill, um, which tends wow. to to make for some interesting results uh, in the betting market. Neil Greenberg, be sure to give him a follow on Twitter slash X in Greenberg. Uh, doing great, great work for the Washington Post as well. You can hear him on Kornheiser's podcast. Appreciate it uh, for him coming on the V Show. This is the top college basketball market here in Louisville. I know a lot of Cardinals fans aren't happy with uh, March quickly approaching, but I saw a tweet from you that uh, interests me because I'm a big Tommy Lloyd fan uh, for Arizona. Arizona is a number one seed on 77 of 94 brackets tracked at Bracket Project, yet their odds to win the title are much higher than the other projected number one seeds. Purdue's at plus 650, Connecticut plus 650, Houston plus 900, Arizona is uh, plus 1,200. Can you kind of do a deeper dive onto that with some of our listeners out there that may be kind of gearing up for uh, college basketball after the NFL finishing up? Yeah, so, you know, we're getting close and we're starting to see, um, you know, we're just starting to see the, uh, you know, March Madness start to take shape. And I think now... You know, it's a good time to to start looking at the futures markets because there's there's just a, a a lot of changes day in and day out. And one of the things that I like to do and 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 it, it works out really well. Actually, got me San Diego State in the final game last year on my bracket that I had in print. And I look at teams and and kind of what similar teams have done in the tournament. Um, so I'm looking at Arizona and I see that they're you know like I said a number one seed on many brackets that are out there. And you look at some of their their similar teams 
uh, tournament teams, and, and they're usually teams that win like around four games, which is a lot for, for the tournament. Um, you know, 2008 UCLA was a Final Four team, similar team. 2012 Ohio State, a Final Four team. 2009 Michigan State, a Finals team. 2009 North Carolina, a championship team. Um, so when I start to see like those type of similar teams, based on their shooting, their rebounding, how they, you know, how good they are with turnovers and free throws on offense and defense, you know, I start to to get intrigued by the by the betting markets and. You know, if you're going to tell me that that the other you know number one seed should be around plus seven hundred to nine hundred, and I can get plus twelve hundred on a potential number one seed, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy to do so. Neil Knuckles Greenberg of the Washington Post at N Greenberg on Twitter. Follow his stuff at thewashingtonpost.com. Tune into him every Tuesday here on the V Show as well as on the Tony Kornheiser podcast. Uh, Neil, as we get you out of here, uh, did you have a favorite? Um, oh wait, a text just came in. Said, uh, "Tell Neil, I said thanks for the field goal picks. I won seventy five dollars. So there you go. All right, very lucrative stuff there. Always appreciate that. Uh, but oh, oh, what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial? Did you have one? Oh yeah, the the dunking. Oh, with, uh, so Dennis good. And, Agreed. Uh, Damon and Brady. I thought that that was that was hilarious. No, that was fantastic. Even had a cameo from uh, the local the local flavor in Jack, uh, Harlow. Jack Harlow. So yeah, yeah, right. that was." Uh, that was one of my favorites, and the the Google AI commercial where you know now there are three faces like that. That got me in the feels a little bit too. Yeah, that one was pretty good. That and the NFL uh, oh, Deadpool Wolverine. I mean, like that's so maybe maybe gonna save. I don't. I know it's not technically yeah. a commercial. It's more of a trailer, but still. No, yeah, we'll see if that saves superhero films. I, hope. I know. I, I know Neil. Neil's got a side. Uh, you know, he's a. Com- I feel like he's got a comic book nerd side. Uh, are you oh, yeah, excited? I was gonna say, yeah. Like I see some of your tweets. Uh, are you ex- how excited are you for that movie? And is that going to save superhero movies? I'm very excited. Um, I am very superhero movied out. Like I, I, I've just had too much. Like it's just too much. And um, but I'm excited about Deadpool only because um, you know it's it, it's it's geared towards adults, obviously. And um, I just think that he's fantastic in it. And I think that they absolutely get you know, the character, and they get what he's about, and I just think every, everything's perfect. Um, so I am excited to see it. I'm I'm done with the multiverses, but I, I am definitely excited to see Deadpool 3. The most viewed trailer ever watched in its first 24 hours with 365 million views. So, yes, I yeah. think they're, uh, they're they're throwing all their weight behind this one. Yeah. Uh, Disney, yes, if, if this can't and save I it, say, I don't think I anything do will. I do not think that it's Dr. Doom in there. That's all I'll say. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not buying the Dr. Doom hype. Well, there you go. You heard it here first on on uh, the V Show. Neil, we always appreciate the time, man. You have a good week. All right, you too. Talk to you soon. All right, take care. Neil Nichols Greenberg, at N Greenberg. Give him a follow on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Um, I want to throw it a break here. We're supposed well, to get our man Paulie B on, but... Uh, we Taylor got stepped away. Yeah, we, we got people scrambling. Well, so. look, I, I want to give you a shout out while they're coming back. And I, I know people have said this in the back. That's in your Rolodex of Nick Valvano gets. That's yeah. one of your best gets. And you got I, quite the Rolodex. Like thank how you. that relationship that. like it just it started organically. Just I, a random email, right? I, I, for, I somehow got on the radar of the Washington Post and they started they they started sending me like uh, 
you know, I was on I was on their 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 feed. So they would send send me and a bunch of other producers every sports story that was coming out in the Washington Post. It's a, and it's I kept what, it's asking, equate the views and and it, and engagement on their Twitter. So no, it, it's brilliant by them. And, and he's like, when I say this a lot, like he's on Kornheiser's pod and he's g- bouncing around the country. Like that's a really good get by. Well, you. they shopped him around to us, and I'm very happy they did. And we've been having him on for about three years now. So. Uh, big fan of uh, Neil Knuckles Greenberg. Absolutely. No, that's that's a good get right there with uh, some of the other, you know, with gambling becoming more prevalent here in this oh, yeah. market, too. It's like, you know, now people kind of were dipping their toe into it and being in Southern Indiana. Now it's here in Kentucky. It, it's a game changer with, you know, segments like that with like the texter said, like getting some of those field goals yeah, and things like that. So that's, $75. No, Neil, Neil was always good listening, but now I, I, I agree with you if I can so humbly say. Um, he's appointment listening. I oh, feel yeah, like he now, some money, now, for sure. now that sports gambling is is legal here, um, I, I feel like a lot of our um, our, our gambling segments suddenly got a, a little bit more traction. Our Fat Jacks, our, our Brandon Langs, our you know, I'm trying to think some of the other ones that we have on there. Um, but yeah, Neil's Neil's as good as any of them, and uh, definitely uh, worthy of a listen. And if you missed it, check it out on the GU Appliances Podcast Center, ESPNMobile.com, SoundCloud, and on iTunes. I am tap dancing furiously. Well, let's um, go to the promo sheet. We can do that. I was just about to do that. Yes, I like where your head's at. Which one do you want to read? What do you want to promote? Uh, I don't have it up yet. So all right, I'll we- start off. I'll do a shout out to Raising Canes, our lunch drop of the day. Game plan ahead with the Raising Canes mobile app, or by ordering at Raising Canes. Dot com. It's Fat Tuesday, Phil. Yes, I know everyone's going out to the Blind Squirrel. Uh, Strebel, yes. Diana, uh, I believe Double D was out there. Happy birthday to the VP, Double James D. Black. James Black, the MVP Bosch. of ESPN Louisville, will be out there. I, I got something for you off air. Uh, that's for the tell-all book that you'll enjoy about. James Black had a, a, a funnyism that I'm not going to say on the air, but you will enjoy. But he yeah, is, congrats to you, too. You, too. You, too. We're like the Spider-Man yeah, meme. Yeah, there we go. Gingerly touch tips. Gingerly touch tips. We got the participation trophy. We did. Get the participation <laughs> trophy. It's like, yeah, you have been here a lot. No, I'm kidding. It was a very nice gesture from uh, Kid and the VB, Ken, and uh, giving Double D something too for all of his hard work. But no, it was a good time out at Noble Funk. And great, great setup down there. Cannot uh, recommend oh, them terrific. enough. It, was, it, it looks was, great. Food was fantastic. Beer was very good. Enjoyed that Italian Pilsner, the, and, and the Nona. The, and don't let the people. This is what I love, like because I go down to Bardo's and, and pick up, uh, you know, the food on Friday and everything. And people sometimes clamor to be that downtown is dying with all the Humana stuff. And right. I understand it's not ideal news. I understand. Right, that. right. With that being said. That place, a stone's throw from downtown, was like fantastic. Like, like just so many people. Like the crowd was great down there, and I'm down by Bardo's earlier in the day, and there's there's like I mean I'm not saying that, thousands upon thousands of people. Granted, the convention center is probably helping right. with that, but I was like, don't let don't buy into those narratives. Yeah, about there's the downtown. The, there's a pulse downtown. I'm working tonight, Nulu. I'm going to Lulu on Market. And, How you know, trendy new, you are. Nulu's popping up. They got a new bar over there, Seven. That's real nice, right across the street from us. Come, you know, have a cocktail with us. Go across the street, check them out. Come see us tonight. We got a killer uh, Mardi Gras menu. Um, a lot of good Cajun stuff on uh, on tap for uh, for Lulu on Market. And I'll be out there tonight. So love to see you guys. I'll, I'll throw some beads at you. Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but it, it's it's Fat Tuesday, Phil. Yes. And um, it, this is insanely hard for me to give up. Save that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. This this is my last food drop. I'm giving up the the ESPN Louisville food drops. It is, it is one of the hardest things I've ever had to, to like. 
I, I said this. I, over I'm sorry our, for enticing you with some of the things that will be oh. there, but yes, just don't go to the conference room and, you, no, and you'll it's, be okay. It's it is what it is, but it's you know it's it's what I gave up for Lent last year, and it was probably the most challenging thing. Um, I did lose a little weight because I it forced me to meal prep at home, but um, I'm going to be very 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 sad that I'm not going to be having canes or matzo pie or bear nose or um, wing zone. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. Um, all right. We're going to take a top of the hour break. We're going to get our man, Paulie B, Paul B and Cardi on the other side. It's the fabulous one. Phil Baker. It's Nick Valvano. It's Tanner Brutomessa. We are in for Bobby V. You had some connection issues up in Boston. It is a Tuesday on ESPN 680, 105.7.